Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement. Recommendation offers solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I want to get into strategies and tactics around real estate investing. Strategies and tactics. And these two are very often confused, inter inter interchanged. Um, tactics, for example, one that I'll talk about actually later in the show, uh, a tactic might be protecting the cash flow on your rental houses, on your rental properties by getting out every year, or maybe having somebody do this for you. I do this personally by myself on my own, but getting out and protesting those property taxes. If you're in Texas, you know what I'm talking about. They have popped this year. And well, I, I, I want to give you some tactics on this one in case you are still fighting this with the county appraisal district. In fact, I still don't know for one of the major counties around here when my appraisal review board hearings will be. So I'm just kind of sitting tight for that county and going out and doing this and a few of the others. But those are tactics. That's a tactic. And both strategies and tactics are employed in support of overarching goals. And, you know, we have another radio host, Al Gordon. He is a military veteran. He could probably speak in depth to these two topics from the, the military perspective. Um, so be sure to give him a listen. If you don't know who I'm talking about, go to the website lifestylesunlimited.com and click on the radio button. All of Al's shows are there. Del Walmsley, the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, his shows are there. Uh, mine and some of the other hosts as well. But uh, just to give you a non-real estate example that's very fresh on my brain right now and it's it is aided in part by our our real estate investing my wife and i you know we had a son a little over five years ago and our goal as parents and if you're parents you probably have a similar goal it's it's to raise an an, an intelligent educated well-rounded well-equipped child somebody that can go after life and and get it that's our goal right that's that overarching thing that we're we're striving towards in this particular example our strategy in this case, now we're moving away from the standard path, the, the conventional path, which says go to school. Our strategy in this case is to get him to that goal of ours by way of a combination of homeschooling 
and something called road schooling. You know, we, we talk about the RV bunker on the show, travels and whatnot, broadcasting from the road. So we do hit the road quite a lot. It's a variation of, of homeschooling, but with a travel component. So that's our strategy, homeschooling, essentially. And then we get to the tactics. That's a, a little bit more of a drill down, more more concrete, right? Perhaps short-term goals, you might think of it in that uh, in that in that sense. For example, dad, that's me teaching reading by using, you know, the hooked on phonics. I grew up with that. And we're using that now or Bob books to aid in learning to have the child read, sound out the words, checking on, you know, checking out tons of books from the library and just simply passively letting him absorb by reading. Right? These are our tactics, reading daily, you know, com- concrete activities around math or, or writing, teaching history. By the way, that road schooling fits very well here. If we want to teach about the Civil War, what do we do? We go to the East Coast. And we go see the Civil War battlefields and the trenches and the berms that were put up around the uh, around the cannons and, and so on. Uh, go to those prominent historical places or out to natural, you know, talk about Teddy Roosevelt and, and, and the state or the, rather the national park system. Go out to the national parks, trips to museums, the zoo, etc. So that's our strategy and that's our those are our tactics in essence. And those will develop and change over time as the years change and, and, and our son ages and so on. By the way, if you're thinking about homeschooling, I will tell you that homeschooling and real estate investing go very, very well together. Both offer a tremendous amount of flexibility, uh, freedom, I would say. And I'll also add that our financial freedom that we as a family enjoy thanks to real estate investing, it's really what is allowing me the time to now sit down daily and do these things, these, these tactics that I was talking about. So strategy and tactics, that's just a non-real estate example I wanted to share and very, very, very much front of mind for me right now. Strategy, again, you, you might think of it as a general plan to, to achieve one of those longer term or uh, overarching goals. And then the tactic is that, uh, this is from Wikipedia, it's a conceptual action or short series of actions uh, with the aim of achieving that, you know, the, the short term goal around those, those strategies. And... You know, I read these things as essentially the strategy gets me to the goal and the tactics get me to achieving the strategy, fulfilling the strategy. The strategy is essentially the map. Now, common goals that you may think about or be thinking about right now, and I hear these when I talk to and you know investors new to the space, people that are wanting to become real estate investors, I commonly hear things like, I want to build enough wealth that I know that my spouse and my kids are covered when I when I pass away, right? Creating that generational wealth. Or maybe I want to create more free time in my life to fill in the blank, right? For me, that's homeschooling now. For you, it might be travel. It might be if you're a little bit older and you've, I've just got the kid. I don't have grandkids yet. If you've got grandkids, maybe it's hanging out with those guys or, or getting more in tune with your, with your health. Uh, talking with the producer about getting out and running in this 100 degree temperature. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> or if you've got the free time, maybe you, maybe in the flexibility, you move that around to a better part of the day. Other goals, quit my job, retire early, become financially free, something more granular. Maybe it's something more granular, like my goal is to double my income. Good goal. Or replace the income from my job with passive income. And passive income, of course, in this case, I'm thinking about specifically real estate investments, single family houses and apartments. That's what we invest in as members at Lifestyles Unlimited to create that financial freedom, to double that income. 
and to have that passive income coming in that allows us to meet our goals and focus on other parts of our lives. So what are some of your goals? Think about that as we head into the break. When we come back, I want to get into some common strategies, especially from the real estate angle. Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues in moments. Years or less, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back to your map to financial freedom. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. So what are some of your goals? We're talking today about strategy and tactics, and we're going to dial this down into real estate investing and get into some specifics there. I've got some concrete tactics you might think about, and we've got some concrete strategies as well. And and, and tactics essentially are put into place in support of those strategies, and those strategies are put into place in support of your overarching goals. You know, you might think of tactics as short-term goals. It's a, another way to, to put that if, if, if you like. Uh, but they're more short-term in nature. They're they're more variable, perhaps. Um, something you employ today, you may not employ a, a month or two or, or a year from now. Uh, they change as your situation changes, but your strategy is going to be a little bit longer term, and, and your, your, your overarching goals would be as well. And one of those goals might be, as we were suggesting a, a earlier, that might be doubling my income. I, I, I'm working now. I've got a decent income, but I want to double what I'm what I'm bringing home. How, how do I get there? What, what might my strategies be? Well, if I'm on the conventional wisdom path and have been for some time, I might think, aha, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get that master's in, in whatever my, my trade is, my focus, or that PhD. I'm going to, I'm going to go up a level. That's going to make me more, more, more lucrative in my, in my role. My employer is going to love me a little bit more and pay me a little bit more, but I don't know that a little bit more is going to double that. So I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I, essentially, you want to climb higher on, on that corporate ladder. Who knows how much that ladder is going to even be around here in the short term, right? With uh, as rocky as things are starting to seem out there. Get a second job. Well, there you go. If I'm making X now and I get a similar job, I make an X there, I've doubled my income. Boy, but what are you giving up? <laughs> what are you sacrificing? Quite a bit. Now, I get it. There are people that have to do that second and third jobs. But uh, if you're in a position where you are earning well, you're supporting your family, and you do have that goal of doubling that income, second job, probably not the way to go buy or build a business. Aha, uh -huh. well we're getting a little bit a little bit closer. Maybe it's creating passive income from real estate investing. Passive income meaning you're not giving up that time to get to that doubling of your income. And what I have in mind here, let's say you're bringing home, let's say you're grossing uh, I don't know, 7,000 a month at your day job, at your regular job. And you want to match that with your passive income from real estate. You're just putting things into place that kick off cash flow that help you get to the doubling of that 
number. So a better strategy, I would say, is building that, that, that real estate portfolio. And you can do that while you're working. That's exactly what my wife and I did. And that affords you the income coming in to support your lifestyle. I had a question the other day. How much of my how much of my income should I live off of? And the listener had been listening to Dell Walmsley as well. And Dell has far more experience than I do. And Dell's number is around forty percent. And he asked, "Is is that a good number?" Well, yeah. I mean, if that if that works for you, if that supports what you need to do in your life right now, absolutely. You want to keep that as low as you can so that you can take those proceeds from that job and invest those. And then, as the proceeds come in from those passive investments, don't start to live off those yet. Take a little bit of time and reinvest. Reinvest those gains. That's the strategy. And eventually you'll get to that passive income that does match the income from your job. Now you've doubled your income. Half of that number is coming from your your, your earned income, your, your job. Half of that is now coming from the passive investments. And that could be single family houses, or that could be apartments, or some mix of both. That's part of your strategy. So let's talk about that. And by the way, once you get to that doubling, now what? Quit? Retire? You can do that. That goes back to those goals. Do you want to retire early? Now you can. I talk to a lot of people, though, that love what they do. They've doubled that income or more, but they want to keep on working because they love what they do. They're in a, spe in a sphere, in a space that, uh, that, that really engages them. Well, keep on doing that and keep on building as well. So strategy to get to that passive income, that could be building a portfolio of passive income specifically from single family rental houses. And this is where I come from as a real estate investor. 10 years now, we, we joined as Lifestyles Unlimited members back in early 2012 and bought our first two rental properties later the year, later in the year. We joined in March, got the first one in August, got the second one in September and we've just been going gangbusters since. So we created that passive income through single family rental houses. Our our initial goal was to get my wife out of her employment, which was a really, really bad place for her, stressing her out, taking a toll on her health. It took us about three years to get to the number of houses that we needed. So our our strategy was to create that cash flow for the interim to get her out. And then eventually me. I, again, I, I liked what I was doing. Not, not a big deal. I was happy to stick around and have that dual income. But eventually, then, the goal was to leverage the equity, or the strategy, I should say, was to leverage the equity to then invest in more houses. So as those houses that we bought early on gained more and more equity over time through appreciation, through equity buildup, because the residents that we have renting from us, they're paying the mortgage for us. They're paying down that principal. As that equity builds up, and not to mention, we buy right, we follow the Lifestyles Unlimited, unlimited model, that is part of our strategy. We, we, we bought at a discount, and we had massive capital gains on those early properties. So we are able to leverage that equity to then invest in more houses, to continue to build the portfolio. We followed the Lifestyles Unlimited model, bought right, captured equity, enjoyed the appreciation, enjoyed the equity buildup, enjoyed the tax advantages, and really enjoyed that cash flow, which again got us to real estate retirement. So that's one strategy that you could follow in support of your goals, whether that's financial freedom, whether that's doubling the income, whether that's retiring early. So you have that free time to homeschool that kid or spend with the grandkids or just to travel. Another strategy might not be using single family houses, but using apartments. 
That's another strategy that we follow. We create wealth and cash flow by investing in multifamily, by investing in residential apartments. Here too, we enjoy both of the, 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 the levers I like to think about, cash flow as well as capital gains. The capital gains on apartments can be tremendous. So if you're looking to build wealth, if you're thinking about your family, if you're thinking about generational wealth to support them long after you're gone, capital gains from apartments that you take and then roll into the next set, that's the strategy here. Invest in an apartment, give it a couple years, that, that, that investment doubles, you get that out, you invest it in the next one or two apartments. Wait a couple years, investments double, you, those sell, you get that money back, you invest in the, in the next three, four, five, six. Yeah, I did a show back on June 14th of this year, just a few weeks ago. Um, you might call this the multifamily ladder. Go give that a listen. Again, that's on our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. I compare that to a bond ladder or a CD or certificate of deposit ladder. Basically, you just continue to roll, continue to roll, continue to roll and grow and grow and grow and create more and more wealth and cash flow. It's a strategy you can follow with apartments. And of course, maybe... Maybe you're like me now. We started with single family. Now we're in multifamily. We're, we're in both. Your strategy might be to identify, and, and this gets down into tactics here, and we're going to get into tactics in the next segment here. Um, but you might want to do a little bit of both. Take down those houses because they cash flow faster because they're smaller in nature. They're easier to renovate and get, get stabilized and get rented, as well as get into those apartments to build that wealth and create that cash flow, but at a, but at a much more massive scale. Stick around. We'll be right back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you have any questions for me, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. Again, that is askandy at luinc.com. And I have a couple of listener questions, actually, that I want to work into the balance of the show. I planned to hit these last week, but boy, we were talking about um, the the increase in rental demand, increase in interest rates and everything going around that um, and, and got, got, got kind of uh, very, far, very much in depth there. If you missed that show, you, again, you can go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. And uh, check that one out there. Check out the, the show on the multifamily ladder because it's a very good strategy to become what we call a super passive. I'm a passive investor. I'm in about five or six apartment um, investments now. Five or six, don't you know? <laughs> well, we just had one sell. I've subscribed to another. So things are kind of in movement right now. So they, 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 they do that. They, they do shift around a bit. Um, a lot of opportunity out there. You know, that's one of the questions I do get from listeners is, Boy, if I if I join, if if I want to do this apartment thing that you're thinking about, that you're talking about, am I going to really have the opportunity? And 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 I'll tell you, it floors me how much opportunity there is. I'm sorting through a lot of um, a lot of potential investments right now. We have limited reserves, limited cash, so we've got to pick and choose. And we've got over a dozen that I'm that I'm that I'm working through 
right now. So they all they all seem to be hitting all at once, at least from 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 my perspective. We did have one sell recently, so we've got that cash to deploy and and put back into action, like we talked about on the multifamily uh, laddering show. Again, that's a strategy you can follow. Now, strategy is in support is in support of goals, overarching goals, and tactics work in support of strategy. And we talked about some various strategies that you might follow. If your goal is to double your income, you may want to build a portfolio of, of single-family houses that's going to kick off passive cash flow um, to help you double that income. Uh, maybe you want to go the apartment route. Both are good good strategies to follow, or maybe a mix of both. That, that works as well. Good place to go to, to get a better feel for that, of course, is... A networking type event and, and that's one of my tactics we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later is getting out and meeting people whether you come to lifestyles unlimited and come to one of our case studies or you go to our website and click the the the, the yellow button that says join free workshop good place to learn about what we do and, and how we make our money with single family and and apartment investments whatever it is you, you want to get out there and, and talk to people that are doing this thing and you'll come away with a picture of how they got where they are and uh, whether that was single family or multifamily or both. Um, I'm, I'm headed out to a number of end of the month networking events uh, myself, beginning of the month rather. And uh, we'll, we'll keep that ball rolling. A very important tactic, by the way, to, to help keep you going um, is getting out there in that, in that field. Now, when we're thinking in support of that strategy of, of, of building a portfolio, whether it's, whether it's single family or, or, or apartments, um, well, let's talk about single family. First of all, you know, we, 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 we build our money or we, we make money five ways. Let me, let me put it that way. Uh, with our single family investments, we, there's the cash flow we've already talked about, and then there's the equity components, either equity capture, equity buildup, appreciation. And at some point you're going to find that you've, you've captured a tremendous amount of equity at the outset on a house and you're enjoying that continued growth. And you're going to want to tap into that. And, and this, this is a, 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 a merging of, of strategy and tactics. The tactics then, the question becomes, how do you want to tap into that? You could sell. You can still do a cash-out refinance. That is still an option. There are a lot of interesting, I would say, non-traditional, non-conforming sort of products out there that will allow you to get into that um, with a very good cash flow in place still, and pulling out a ton of equity. There are products that you, you can get 80% loan to value and really tap into that equity that you've built. So that's part of the tactic to, to get to that equity is, is, is that a cash out refinance? Yes, I know rates are increasing, but if you've got that debt equity, what's it earning you right now? Sit down and look at your, your cash flow off that particular property relative to your equity. I think you're going to find that the number, the, per, the return, the percentage is tremendously low. So you might give up a little bit of cash flow by cash out refinancing and having a higher interest rate, yes. But then taking that equity and buying two, three, four, five more houses or getting into multifamily. And that takes me to the listener question here. His strategy has been to build capital and wealth through single family and uh, then convert, convert that to multifamily. He says, we have several single family properties and we're considering selling them to invest in more multifamily. Sounds sounds a lot, a lot like what many investors at Lifestyles Unlimited do. That's what I did. Start by building the your capital base, if you don't have it already, through single family, and then start to tap into that equity, whether that's selling or cash out refis, 
and get a, get that get that cash deployed into multifamily. Now his question is, he says, we're, we're, one question in in regards to selling our single family properties, we have tenants in place. We've we have stable long term tenants. He's he's being kind. He he says he does not want to abruptly notify them um, that we do not intend to renew their leases since the market is uh, pretty 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 tight out there for rentals. Um, he doesn't want to do that unless there's a pronounced benefit of doing so. And his question is, if he goes to sell the house with a tenant in place, is that going to substantially impact the value that he can get with from 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 a buyer? And I would say no, not necessarily. Sub, you know, substantially being the keyword to me, a lot is going to come down to the price point of these houses. I don't I don't know what those are. Um, there's still a tremendous amount of demand for those houses that we see in the 200k price point to maybe 300. If we're talking much, much higher, I, I don't know. It's not a focus of mine. We're looking at those more workforce housing type properties. A lot's going to come down to the condition of the property. Does does it need repairs? Um, if if it does, you know, a heavier a heavy lift is going to be harder to do with someone in place. Now, this seems to be a very conscientious person asking this very question with respect to the the consideration around the tenants. So I'm, I'm guessing he's kept that property up. Um, a lot will also come down to the terms of the lease. If I've just renewed with somebody and I'm below market rents and I want to now sell this house, well, that buyer has to honor that lease that's in place for the next 12 months or however long I signed that lease for. Uh, so that will come down to the, the, the term and the remainder of the term of the lease at time of sale. Now, he will experience a smaller buyer pool. A lot of what I will call retail buyers, people that are looking for their owner occupant, their their personal house, they're they're going to be a little bit turned off by the fact number one, hey, ooh, it's a rental and it's occupied. So for retail buyers, that may have an impact. That's not going to impact an investor. We we do a lot of trades, uh, just within Lifestyles Unlimited. Uh, owners that are getting ready to cash out of the single family and move up into multifamily, they may sell an entire package of single family all at once. And the realty team may may work with them and say, hey, Lifestyles buyers, look, we, we've got this package. So sometimes that can occur. Um, so will you be substantially hit? No. Will your pool of buyers be limited? Perhaps. Could it take a little longer to sell as a result? Not necessarily. I think with the lack of inventory right now, uh, the seller will not have a problem finding an investor for that product, especially if it's at the right price point, it's been well kept, and the lease terms in place are good. Now, maybe he goes month to month. So if you're in this position, maybe you go ahead and let that lease term end and just roll month to month because that gives the buyer, whether potential retail buyer or otherwise, that 30-day window to give notice and then take over the property. So um, that's an option to get into that equity. Right, that's a tactic. Right, what do I do now? Or you give notice, go go spruce up the property, give notice to the tenant to go ahead and get out of there, spruce up the property and sell it. Either way, I think in this market you're gonna do you're gonna do just fine. Now we talked last week about what's happening. A lot of list prices are having to be dropped, so maybe don't shoot for the stars right now. <laughs> We've seen that people have been pushing and pushing and pushing the prices. That not that that might not be the, the thing to do. Right now, when we come back, I want to talk about the notion of protecting cash flow and protesting those taxes. So stick around. Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show returns in a moment. 
Got questions? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. You can email me at askandy at luinc.com. We're talking tactics, strategy, both in support of goals. Didn't dive too deep into goals. You need to figure out what your longer-term goals are, whether that's doubling your money or creating wealth for your family, attaining financial freedom, becoming real estate retired, whatever those are. Figure out your longer-term goals and then start to put strategies together or into place to, to, to get you to those goals. And common strategies that we follow at Lifestyles Unlimited are investing in single family houses to create cash flow and to build wealth. Another strategy is investing in apartments, multifamily properties to create cash flow and to build wealth, or maybe a mix of both. Um, and that's gonna get us to those goals, whether that's passive income, whether that's real estate retired, whether that's financially free so that you can Exit the treadmill, reclaim your time, and do with that time what you like. And we were talking ahead of the break about some tactics you might follow once you've got some equity, specifically in single-family houses, and that's disposing of the house, obviously. I had a listener question about whether, whether or not, who should, sh should I sell with tenants in place? Is that going to substantially impact my sales price? Um, and no, I think there are enough investors still active out there that should not be an issue. Um, it might move a little bit quicker if it is vacant and you've gone in and spruced it up, but that's a tactic. That's something you need to sit down and figure out. Uh, personally, I like doing the cash out refinances. Yes, even now with the rates higher so that I retain that asset, I'm still bringing in cash flow. It might be a little bit diminished, but now I've got a tremendous amount of equity to go and redeploy, whether in single family or multifamily. Again, that's a tactic. Speaking of financing, by the way, um, if you do want to do a cash out refinance, there are the traditional products, right? The Fannie Mae, the, the Freddie Mac, uh, conforming type stuff. Uh, but there, there, there really are a lot of non-traditional um, asset backed products out there these days. I'm at a point now I can no longer use Fannie Mae. So I'm, I'm constantly talking with lenders about these products and it's, it's worth exploring. Whether you are tapped out on the Fannie Mae end or not, some of the uh, some of the DSCR, the debt service, service coverage ratio type lo asset backed loans, in, in essence, uh, some of the there are interest only products out there with a, a with a fixed rate five year term that goes to floating after five years, lets you take out eighty percent of that 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 value. Values are up right now. Good time to tap into that. Uh, what are you going to do in five years? Well, that's part of your strategy, and you've got five years to to figure that out. I would say. Um, of course, another tactic when it comes to whether buying or doing that refinance is maybe don't use that captive, that, that, that bank, that big national bank that a lot of people like to bank with, multiples of those, of course. Go to a mortgage broker. Why a mortgage broker? They're not actually originating the loan. They're not underwriting it and keeping it in their portfolio. Rather, they broker it. They shop multiple, multiple lenders, banks other financial institutes to find you the best rate and the best terms. And I got a question recently actually from a listener about buying uh, his first rental property. He knows what he could get if it were an owner-occupant house, if he were moving into the house, and he said, is a rental property going to be higher or lower? 
Well, if you're going to buy an investment property, your rate's going to typically be a little bit higher than what you would get as an owner-occupant. You're just viewed as a little bit, it's, it's higher risk for the lender. So the, the chance, I suppose, of you walking away in their eyes is higher. Now, you and I know we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to retain that house. We're going to cash flow. We're going to enjoy that equity. And eventually we might sell it or we may do a cash out refi. Uh, but because there is that perceived risk, then lenders do charge you a little bit more. And that's going to vary by you because it is based on credit score. It is based on um, the loan amount, higher loans. The higher that loan goes up, the higher that rate goes. In fact, when I have a, a conversation with my mortgage broker, when we are doing a cash out refi, I always ask, okay, where's the, where's the point where that rate shifts? And does it make sense perhaps to keep my refinance amount below that rate, uh, below that absolute dollar loan amount in order to attain a, a lower interest rate and have higher cash flow? There's a, there's a balancing act there, and you can ask that question. It's, it's worth asking. Um, obviously, the more properties you get, the higher risk that lender views you to be as well. So that's a, a quick, quick notion on financing because we were just talking about selling or doing that cash out. Boy, there are so many options out there. You, you really do need to look around. And that goes back to what I said earlier, networking, getting out there and talking with other investors to see what it is they're using. What lender has, have they most recently used? How did, what, what did the terms look like? Can I get that contact information? And thinking about the seller that asked the question, ooh, I've got some houses. I may want to sell those with the, the tenants in place. Boy, don't you want to be at a networking event having a conversation with that guy and say, you know what? I'm in the market. I'm looking to buy. Let's have, come on, let's take this offline. That's another reason to get out there to these networking events. Networking is, 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 is a big tactic in this business to help you move forward. So we're hitting a number of topics here. The, the last thing I want to be sure to hit is protecting that cash flow. We talked about buying the house, so getting into those apartments. And one of the reasons we do that, we make our money five ways. One of those is our cash flow. And you do want to protect your cash flow. And there are a couple of things that are going to kind of, they're going to try to go in the opposite direction. Insurance lately has been a big one. Insurance has been popping, especially here in Texas. And I just mentioned having a mortgage broker. I think it's important to talk with an insurance broker as well. Same idea. They're not married. They're not captive. They're not married to a single agency. They're going to shop across multiple providers and they're going to find you the best rate. So if I look at my insurance renewals as they come up on my houses and they've popped a certain amount, I'll, I'll absorb some. Uh, you know, there's, I understand values are up and that drives part of the, the policy amount. But if, if it's above a certain percentage, I'm going to go to my broker and say, hey, this isn't working. Let's find another policy. Boom, boom, boom. Here are a couple of options. So it's good to keep rotating. Keep, keep checking that those policies to protect your cash flow. It's going to keep your insurance rates down. Now, the other big thing that's been working against us are those property taxes. And we've talked about this a number of times on the show. Uh, again, you can go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio button to see earlier shows. Probably in the April timeframe, we would have those posted or go down to the very bottom and, and just type a, in the search bar down there, type tax protest or something similar. Uh, we've got a lot of content, a lot of a lot of knowledge shared on this topic, but I just wanted to share with you where I'm at because I'm constantly working to protect my cash flow. They take me up, I fight them, they bring it back down. And I mentioned earlier in the show, one of the counties, Dallas County, has not even published my my hearing dates, so I'm still in limbo waiting. Uh, my tactic there is to wait till about a week before my ARB, my appraisal review board hearing, and then go down and sit down with the uh, one of the appraisers informally just have a discussion 
did that with Tarrant County, which is where Fort Worth is, that side of the Metroplex, did that with Denton County, which is north of Dallas. And, and I find I have a lot of success because they generally want to work with me and, and, and they'll dive in a little bit deeper, perhaps, in, 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 in the background on their computer, digging up their comps, showing me things, uh, having a conversation than I might attain at the ARB hearing. Because at the ARB hearing, I got a panel of three citizens. I've got the uh, the the county appraiser there. Uh, it's a little bit more formalized, nothing to be afraid of, and, and that's the next level. But I find that if if you go down and have that informal conversation with the with one of the appraisers, you can gain a lot of ground. And in particular, uh, in one of the counties most recently, I sat down and we had a conversation about the condition of the property. And we looked at, I said, you know, let's not talk sales because sales comps are up. I get that. There's very little out there in the market that's going to help me argue a lower value. Now, you may want to look at the pictures of your sales comps that they're using because they may be fixed up, dressed up to the nines, and yours is, you know, was rehabbed a handful of years ago. looks a little bit different. There may be some argument there, but I find a very, very good tactic when it comes to protesting those taxes is to protest on condition and take a look at what's called equity comps and that means going out to the county appraisal district website and looking for other landlord let's call them landlord properties in your neighborhood find those and then take those in with you and then have a conversation about depreciation because commonly what happens is another landlord owner is going to go into there into the into the appraisal district and they say man my my house is a wreck and they're going to argue and they're going to get the relative age or the depreciation it's called in some counties of that property lowered from say average to fair or fair to whatever's below that or in my case they had me listed as although it was an 80s build they said the condition is about 2005 build i said well what's what's going on with these other landlord properties they, they had one at 2000 they had one at 1995 i said why is his at 1995 and mine is at 2005 she said, well, he had some pictures. Oh, look at my pictures. Present that evidence. This is where you start to bring that evidence out. And she said, hey, well, it, it, we look at the permits that have been filed. Here's an important thing to do. Listen to what they're saying. Don't don't get aggressive. Just, just give them time to talk, and they'll talk themselves out. Well, it depends on the permits that have been pulled on your property. I said, well, what permits do you show? And she went out, and she pulled. She said, well, I don't see any permits. We just did a cosmetic rehab on this one. I said, okay, does he have any permits? No. So why are we apples and oranges here? Boom. She lowered my condition, got me about a $35,000 drop in value. That saved me five to $600 right there. So give this some thought. If, you, if you're still in the throes of the, the protest, take a look at your property's condition, get some pictures. This is the tactic. And then go and sit down informally before that ARB hearing and dig in. What is the condition of these other comps that you already have on the tax rolls? What is the, the depreciation that you show? What is the desirability if you're in Dallas? Uh, the condition, the, all of the counties you different, use different terms. You're going to have to ask questions and dive into that and figure that out. But if you, if you dig and you dig and you dig, you're going to get some success there. Don't get flustered with them. Treat them right. That's a tactic as well. And you'll see some success. We've had a lot of success in the county so far where we've argued this. So get out, give that tactic a go. Hey, I thank you for listening today. You've been listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. You have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.